What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday. It's your man, GB. And this is the Faction Powered by Bonnerfide Radio. It's our opportunity to talk about the wonderful world of pro wrestling. And listen, today is a historic day in the world of pro wrestling. So I couldn't be happier to have a show today to talk about what's about to go down. But of course, I'm not by myself. The gang is all here. Brandon Jerome Clack is in the building. What's up, Clack? Man, I'm doing good. I'm glad that you decided to put first things first. Uh, I should be acknowledged before Courtney consistently. And uh, I have gotten quite a few inbox messages about people that don't like your bias towards him because you've known him longer. And you end the awful choice of making him godfather over me. Oh. So I just told those people, don't be offended. You know, Jackson's good. GB's going to start acknowledging me first. You know, I know Courtney's pretty bad, you know, talking about you guys. But, yeah, thank you for uh, listening to the people. Great job today. Well, and in fa- and we'll talk about this in a second because uh, you actually met Jackson this weekend. So we'll talk about that in a second. But joining us also, the people have been waiting for this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Baron Corbin of the faction. It's Courtney Beard. What's going on, brother? (laughs) Salute, my people. We are all the way up here. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Like Marge Simpson. He said, salute. He didn't even say salute. He said, salute. That's all I can make between Marge Simpson and Wheezy from the Jeffersons. <laughs> it's quite you hilarious. like your nose is on strike. <laughs> no, man. Well, the champ is here, but the champ's body is weary. Ah, uh, looks like uh, he got a good beatdown through his battle with uh, Prince 3Q. Yeah, Ooh. but in the end, I do prevail. That boy can't pick matches to save his life. He was so far <laughs> on the matches. I don't know what you even bumped him up here for. Well, it was. He can't hit. All, all he did was waste precious internet time. We'll never get that internet time back. He messed around and waste 4.5 MBs. <laughs> oh, my God. What in the world? Well, at least he, he had a well, at least he had a response to to the championship match. You didn't even respond. You responded like Ric Flair. You just started posting pictures at the Real and in L.A. and all these places. You never even responded was, to your championship. No, win. because I retained the title. I was doing press. I was doing a press circuit. Oh, wow. And so I had to be at all these different places to show off the, the belt. Yeah. And why should I respond to him? When he didn't even come close to beating me. Oh Lord, help us all! If he and I were in the, were in a main event in a pay per view, Vince would go off on him because the match ended too early and we had ten minutes left on the pay per view. That's how early on in the in the pay per view he started missing things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so messed up. That is messed up. Well, I'll tell you, you apparently have struck fear in the hearts of a number of people who were lining up to challenge you, but the challenges are still coming. So. I'm trying to figure out how on the earth we will decide who the next challenger will be for you. But. I'm really serious, GB. The only way somebody's going to beat me is this is what's going to have to happen. You're going to have to have the pay-per-view on Sunday and let them choose on Monday. <laughs> let them choose on Monday. That's the only way I can be beat. Wow. Well, we'll see. I know in two weeks, Helena Cell is coming, and I know a couple of people have very specifically said they want to battle you, Helena Cell. I got to see what we're going to do about this. This is all so very interesting. But before we continue on that, I got to go back 
to my brother Clack because Clack and I got to hang out a little bit this weekend and he got to meet his nephew. Tell us about that, buddy. Yeah, man, Jackson, uh, I don't know how much talking he does with you and your beautiful wife, Yanni, but he said something to me that just really impacted me. He said, man, you know, I've been waiting to meet you because, you know, my parents really gave guardianship to Courtney Beard. And he said, I, I'm just so happy to get to meet you. If something happens, please come and get me from him. And I said, Jackson, you're talking too loud, man. I need you to don't say that so loud. But I got your back. No, nah, man, you're... I am convinced your kid is perfect. Wow. He literally did not say a word. He didn't wow. coo. He didn't do anything. Was it was just... like he knew he's not supposed to talk at this event. <laughs> Either that or you. Oh, Lord. You scared something. I think your me. internet has strep throat also. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> your internet has an infection. Your you internet is infected. That that's. I guess that's the challenge of being a heel champion, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, your your son is definitely the man. It, it was you. great getting to meet him. Thank you. He was he's you know he was the only child allowed at the shindig over the weekend, which I thought was pretty special. And he was just great. I mean, he just he's that guy. He's a pretty social kid. Now let me tell you what's funny. So we left there. We were in Montgomery, Alabama. For those who don't know, and uh, we left Saturday morning because I had to take Yanni to work. And then I had to go play for a funeral, but I had Jackson with me the whole time. So um, the church was like packed. I mean, like wall to wall. They were literally hanging from the rafters. They were putting chairs in places that chairs don't normally go. And so I've got Jackson uh, in his stroller right next to me on the organ. There are people literally all around. And so we get about eight minutes in and Jackson is just not having it at all he's just like ah. so I'm like okay look just just let me let me kind of play this song long story short I end up having to pick him up and sit him on my lap and he's sitting there with his headphones wow. on and he's chilling he's making no noise and I'm trying to play with him sitting in my lap it was just unbelievable believable and I tried to sit him back down he no he wasn't having it he wanted to sit on my lap wanted to hang with me and so uh finally someone was able to come and, and take him and and he was fine he was just hungry and that type of thing but it was it was it was the first time ever I've never played with a baby in my lap before until this <laughs> weekend yeah I told that you is a moment watching. he's never gonna forget. Never, he's never gonna forget it. I hope somebody took a picture of it. It was pretty when that epic. dude is a beast at the age of six. Mm-hmm. He's gonna say, "I've been on the keyboard since I was an infant." Exactly. Exactly. I demanded to be on the keyboard. I demanded. Yeah. Right. He's just. Oh, he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. How was the rest of the weekend for you guys? Well, my weekend was great. I, while you guys were in Montgomery, I was in Canada. Mm-hmm. I found myself in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yes. We all know oh. there's great wrestlers who came from there, but I ended up in Fort McMurray, Canada, which is uh, literally the cousin of the North Pole. Uh, there's a road <laughs> that goes from there to the North Pole, and it says it's the road to nowhere. Wow. So I was there. Uh, Brandon's wife, Christabel, was there. That was a, a, a listen. We, this was just a family affair a, all weekend. It, it was a unique uh, scenario to be. It was a Nigerian church there. And in, then from there, Canada. I found myself in Canada. They have a huge Nigerian population. Really? Then uh, 
Yeah, it, it, it was great just to hear them say Israel. Do you believe that Israel will be thrilled to do the radio today? So wow, <laughs> what is wrong so, with you? And so then I, from there, I went to Los Angeles, went to L.A., and I found out that Rancho Cucamonga is a real place. Yes, that's and where we did the, something. In, that's where the Young Bucks are from. Oh, there we go. Rancho Cucamonga. So I was there representing the Young Bucks at this huge church out there. It was incredible, man. Mm-hmm. And then I hung out in L.A. I was at the set of The Real, wrote a few songs with uh, with Israel Houghton, and uh, we just had a blast. It was great. Yeah. Worked for Torre Roberts. Shout out, Torre Roberts. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, one church. Absolutely. Good stuff. One church. Good stuff. You are hobnob. I guess that's what champions do, huh? You just hobnob in L.A. Well, I was doing you- press. Got you, got you. Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm intrigued. There are people who now, who are now thinking you're unbeatable. I don't think that's the case, but you know, there are those who now think that that is. Why wouldn't you think that? Well, you listen to the fans. We're the, we're the smartest fans in all the podcasts. Why would you not listen to them? <laughs> Your love hate relationship with these fans. Here we no, go. No, serious. Oh, if, listen, if I've said it once, I've said it twice. They're the smartest fans in all of podcast wrestling. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, if you guys missed our show last week, you missed a good one. The WWE spent two nights at Madison Square Garden. We talked about that. We talked about the impact of 9-11 on the wrestling business. And then I shared my experience with Southern Honor Wrestling as well. So go back, check it out. It's episode 182. And then we got a visit from a certain challenger last week uh, who made his presence known. Uh, yeah, so go back, check it all out. It's episode 182 of The Faction. So we got a brand new episode, and there is a whole lot to talk about on today's show. Courtney, tell them what's up for today. Welcome to episode 183 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We'll definitely get things started with a high note by talking about Big Cass and his incident. Did you see Clash of the Champions? And NXT premieres on USA. We have a new King of the Ring final happening. And what did you think? Four horsewomen, maybe, and even SmackDown on Fox. But before we do, <laughs> maybe this is about me. We have a Rebel's Heart by Johnny Gargano, his theme song, and CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bionified Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it on. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, player. Holla, holla, holla.
We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Rebel Heart. Hey, Courtney, that's Courtney Beard's theme music by CFO. Uh, GB, give us some wrestling news. All right, so we have quite a bit of news to get to before we start talking about Clash of Champions, which we will talk about in depth. Uh, some other big things happened over the weekend, including an incident involving Big Cass. So uh, Big Cass, now known as Kaz XL, uh, was involved in a WrestlePro event over the weekend uh, that apparently got out of hand. So uh, the incident occurred Saturday night. He was uh, booked as an unadvertised surprise, and he started acting, quote, aggressive and erratic uh, with some of the talent backstage, which included AEW's Joey Janela. Uh, apparently, he approached Joey Janela in a threatening manner and looked to start a fight with him over Janela's beef with Enzo Amore. You'll probably remember a few months back, Jan- Joey Janela and Enzo Amore got into a tuffle uh, or a scuffle rather after a concert um then after that he accused talent of stealing from him and he was threatening people to fight over it it led to an incident with a guy named pat buck who was wrestling his final match with a wrestle pro before signing on with wwe as a producer that resulted in buck punching big Cass and removing him from the building with other wrestlers now police got involved though he wasn't arrested and Big Cass on Tuesday issued an apology through Enzo Amore's account. And here's what he said, quote, I've been very honest with my past struggles and it has been an ongoing battle. On Saturday night, I obviously let my demons get the better of me and I ruined an important night for a really great guy in an unfortunate series of events. I have worked incredibly hard to get where I am and even harder to overcome, to overcome my ongoing battle with depression. But I will work my absolute hardest to right the wrongs of Saturday night and apologize to Kevin Matthews, Pat Buck, Joey Janela, and the entire Russell Pro locker room and all parties involved from the bottom of my heart. I'm getting help from family and friends as we speak and will be getting professional help in the near future and ask all to please respect my privacy in the meantime. When and if I emerge as a public figure, it will be in good faith and I hope to inspire those who struggle with the same mental health issues I do to seek the help they need. If Tyson Fury can do it, so can I. Remember, I ain't dead yet, and neither are you. Thoughts on this situation with Big Cass, which clearly surrounds issues and bouts with mental health and depression? Uh, I mean, uh, he, I, I don't like the fact that he brings in Tyson Fury. You've ever watched Tyson Fury stuff on HBO or Showtime. You see, he talks through the things that he's gone through, and Tyson Fury is now a different man, a very lovable teddy bear, if you will. Uh, when you think about Big Cass and what he did, this is not just uh, uh, emotional health. This is really just an angry guy. This is a guy who felt like he's lost it all, and he went around parading around the locker room threatening people in a very threatening manner. And uh, I'm reading here on WrestleTalk.com the headline is Pat Buck knocked the living blank out of Big Cass. Well, that's what happens. You get receipts in the in the locker room when that happens. You don't turn around and sue the person. You handle it there, and it looks like they got together and held court real quick and kicked his butt out. It's exactly what he deserves. And you want to tell me that he wanted to get at Joy Janela for some cheap heat that he and Enzo had at Blink-182 concert? First of all, shout out Joy Janela and, and Enzo for getting into it at a Blink-182 concert like the old days. 
Second thing, Big Cass, that ain't got nothing to do with you. I know that's your homeboy, and then, but you outweigh him by a ton, so go sit down somewhere. So this right here, the ending is exactly what it should be. Nothing. Uh, Clack, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm, I do my best not to be the uh, assessor of the mental health of an individual, but I think it's quite convenient to lean on that particular uh, deficiency in this instance. I agree. I think, I think he has run up against lack of employment now because of his lack of self-control. And, you know, leaning on mental health to me at times can be as Houdini-esque as when people say God said to do something. It's kind of like, well, I ain't hear him say it. And I don't really know what's going on mentally. So I think Big Kaz... Get your help, sure. Go to professionals and family and all of that stuff. But, buddy, if you don't learn how to control yourself, you're probably going to end up at Home Depot. You know, this is also interesting. I, I met Big Cass just a couple of weeks ago um, uh, at the DDPY Performance Center. And, you know, we met uh, in the lobby, and then I ran into him literally in the bathroom. And uh, he seemed like a very nice guy. Now, granted, he and I had never had any issues um, and I'll say this relative to mental health. Uh, I, 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 it's, it's, I don't know. Right. Like I, I don't know what causes a person who has the opportunity to be in a locker room to try to take that moment to go in and go off on people. Now I will say he has talked in the past about having issues with alcoholism, uh, and depression, etc. I could potentially see alcoholism as a driver for what may have happened as opposed to a random mental health issue or even issues of depression. But what I will say is this. I applaud him for acknowledging his need for help. I applaud him for seeing it to be serious enough to uh, go get help from family and friends and from a professional. And the statement of when and if I emerge again as a public figure to me speaks volumes. I think at some point he has now have has a clear understanding that it is his issues that have costed him opportunities with the WWE, uh, potentially with Ring of Honor, and perhaps with other organizations. And I just hope that he gets the help that he needs. Um, He is too talented of an individual to ultimately succumb to this type of thing. So I hope that he will be able to uh, get that together and move forward uh, with his life. Because again, he uh, gave up on a, a rather promising uh, situation with WWE and certainly with the rest of the wrestling world being um, as uh, involved as they are there certainly are opportunities elsewhere if uh, if he were able to get these things together so I hope he's able to make those particular moves get them together and do what's necessary to become uh, a viable viable force once again uh, in the world of pro wrestling but certainly he's got to be able to to get those things together so with that said uh, another piece of big news that we need to talk about in the world of pro wrestling as this is a monstrous week impact wrestling we have followed impact wrestling now really since the start of this show and there was a moment certainly in 2016 and 2017 where it looked like they were on the ropes where they were about to be done and over with we followed their uh, situation connected to the uh, the Hardys and the release of you know all things uh, broken Matt Hardy or woken Matt Hardy. Uh, we followed them going from uh, being owned by Jeff Jarrett to now being owned by Anthem, and now we're in a very big moment because Anthem Sports and Entertainment 
has acquired the majority interest in Access TV. Now, why is this important? Access TV uh, was primarily owned by Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban saw to it that uh, New Japan would be featured on Access TV. We know that the WoW Superheroes was on Access TV. Well, now this allows Impact Wrestling to have a new home on Access TV. And they will premiere on there following their large pay-per-view event, Bound for Glory, which is October the 20th. So after that pay-per-view, their weekly series will begin airing on Access TV and will simultaneously uh, globe, well, excuse me, will simulcast globally on the Impact Wrestling Twitch channel. Um, this is a big situation. This is a very, very big situation for uh, Impact and Access TV. Now, here's the tough part. On one hand... Um, this deal has caused 40 people to lose their jobs at Access TV, um, which is kind of powerful. But with all of that said, none of this seems to be impacting what will happen with New Japan and Access T or New Japan and the Women of Wrestling. So, long story short, Access TV now has three wrestling organizations on its network what are your thoughts on impact on access tv in october clack i'll let you take this one <laughs> because there's nothing to take um i don't know i feel like impact needs to change their name because clearly they're not making what they're advertising and that's an impact hmm. and i think the large wrestling audience like myself that visits the very classic WWE network two to three times a day. If you want to be relevant impact, I think you need to put a huge halt on whatever it is that you're doing. And I think you need to humbly submit your new network plans to the WWE network. There's a vacancy open guys. NXT is about to shift. Interesting thought. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, you know what? I, I don't disagree with that, Clack. Uh, because when I look over Impact History, I see they were on Fox Sports News, Webcast, Urban American Television, 2005 Spike, which was probably their best move. Mm -hmm. But then 2015, it went to Destination America. Who knows where that is? Pop TV for three years. Who knows where that is? Pursuit Channel. Who knows where that is? And doggone Twitch is a dot .TV that I got to download and watch on my phone. Like the kids watch other kids playing with toys these days. But now they're finally going to make their way over to Access TV, which already has uh, IW. Uh, well, has New Japan, I'll just say that, and also has uh, Wild Wrestling over there. And so they're going to join. So it's, it's that street that we all know of that has 10 churches on one small street. Which one do you stop at first? Do you keep going until one just changes your life? Or do you just go and say, this isn't for me? Impact Wrestling, this is it. I can tell you now, I'm not watching you. Neither am I checking for you. There will be two people watching you, you and GB. That's it. Uh, can I offer this? It's one nugget of wisdom to impact wrestling. By all means. When your personality is not strong enough to stand alone, partner with a platform. Makes sense to me. Makes total sense. You know, I was at I was at a conference, you know, I'm joking. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I will say this, you know, this first of all, as I've as I've been saying for the last three years, I will not call myself prophetic, but I sure enough got this right. This is the most amazing time to be a pro wrestling fan because wrestling is as accessible now as it has ever been. I think the challenge with that, though, is just like in the music industry, when there's so much music that's out, 
you have to really do something to cut through all the noise. I think Impact TV had the, had Impact Wrestling gone to Access TV maybe three, four years ago, this would be a different wrinkle. But now that you've had New Japan there, now that you have the women of wrestling there, part of me wonders. Will Pete, will Access TV get an identity crisis in terms of pro wrestling? So in other words, we'll be a, we know USA does WWE. We know TNT does All Elite. We now know that Fox will be doing WWE. But Access does New Japan, Impact, wow. So I don't, I don't know what that's going to do for Impact to be in a spot that already broadcasts two completely separate wrestling products um time's gonna tell and at the end of the day it is always going to boil down to content and the challenge for impact is they have lost a number of significant names um most recently being lax lax is gone the lucha brothers are gone and we were there at the top of the year for their anniversary show when lax and the lucha brothers put on a clinic you don't have that You've got Ken Shamrock showing up at Impact. Ken Shamrock in his 50s? No, thank you. Um, I'm not convinced that Brian Cage is that guy, particularly without some real competition. You know, Eli Drake, who was their best talker, has gone to the NWA. And, um, you know, and Tessa Blanchard is uh, really the WOW champion. So I don't know how dedicated she fully is to all things Impact. The point is there are too many people who are not dedicated to this product to make it as amazing as it could be. And when you have WWE, who right now is riding riding an amazing wave of momentum, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, you've got All Elite getting ready to debut, you've got NXT showing up on USA Tonight, where does Impact, and think about this, in the next six weeks, beginning today, There are seismic shifts in pro wrestling. So today, NXT moves to USA. In two weeks, SmackDown moves to Fox. Um, In the same two, matter of fact, two weeks from today, AEW goes to TNT. And by the end of October, you've got impact on access. There's this massive shift with more exposure. But where is the content going to be that's going to attract the people? And I don't think impact has it. And don't forget, by the end of October, I'll still be the world champion here for the faction. Oh, Lord have mercy. That matters, too. I, I know a few people who will argue that point, <laughs> and who knows? They they may get their shot. Keep, I need to figure out how we're going to People that listen to our show? Absolutely. They're, they're, we have the dumbest fans of all the podcasts. Why would you even mention them? Oh, my God. I've been, I was waiting for that. I was absolutely waiting for that. So, so it's all going to be very, very interesting. So with that, let's go to our recap of the Clash of Champions um, where Courtney did retain his championship because on top of that, we do need to talk about the actual pay-per-view itself. Um, and it went down in Charlotte, North Carolina, Flair Country. It kicked off with the U.S. Cha- excuse me, with the Cruiserweight Champion, Drew Gulak, defeating Umberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. AJ Styles retained the U.S. Championship against Cedric Alexander. New Tag Team Champions, and Dolph Ziggler and Rolf, uh, Robert Roode as they defeated Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman for the Raw Tag Titles. Bailey defeated Charlotte Flair. I can't wait to talk about that match to retain the SmackDown Championship. The Revival defeated the New Day to become the new SmackDown Tag Champions. 
uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retained their women's tag titles against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated The Miz and retained the Intercontinental Championship. Sasha Banks defeats Becky Lynch via disqualification. Kofi Kingston pins Randy Orton to retain the title. Eric Rowan defeats Roman Reigns. And Seth Rollins retains the Universal Championship. Guys, what were your thoughts on Clash of the Champions? Clack, we'll start with you. Uh, it kind of felt like a snooze fest to me. And uh, I really try to be objective for these type of moments. But I, I don't know, man. I struggle with Clash of the Champions. I fell asleep. Uh, I, I, I didn't even make it to Kofi Kingston's match, which is which I was very disappointed because wow. I wanted to see what was going to happen with him and Randy because I was really rooting for Randy Orton. But I don't know why this pay-per-view reminded me of you and Courtney's old complaining days of when you all said that the pay-per-views felt uh, not much different from uh, the Monday Night Raws and the SmackDown events. And so I don't know why I wasn't as invested. Maybe I was tired. You know, I don't know. But you were tired. I just did not enjoy it. You were tired. You were tired. <laughs> Courtney, what do you think of it? I thought that Charlotte can go. Charlotte slung that woman around like a rag doll. <laughs> it made it look ragdoll-esque. Oh, Lord. Uh, and here's so t- two observations, and I'll, I'll talk about the second one when we get to Monday Night Raw. Sasha Banks pulls out the uh, I, I'm trying to figure out the way to say it the 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 let's do what the men did she pulls that out of, of wrestlers mm-hmm. they're, they're fighting all throughout the uh, I'll get to this more on Monday Night Raw y'all Sasha has to gain weight <laughs> She has to gain Did weight. Did you just say a woman has to gain weight? <laughs> oh my god! No, I said a wrestler has to gain weight. No, you didn't. You huh? said oh, see. I said a wrestler has to gain weight. Wait, you said what? Sasha has to gain weight. That's what you said. Which she's a wrestler. Um, <laughs> Which she's there for uh, entertainment value. Oh, oh my oh god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I'm going on mute. Oh, over overall. I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. I love the team of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I thought they're really, really good. I mean, we all knew how that was going to end up. The revival in the new day, money. Uh, Nikki Cross is just as aggressive as she could be. I can't wait for her to go solo. Shinsuke all over Miz. Kobe Kingston over Randy Orton, which he won't hold that title long. I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. I thought it was a very solid pay-per-view. Um, I will say this. I think, first of all, the time off for... Sasha Banks was good for her Uh, And if you guys go back and watch Her uh, WWE Chronicle It's very powerful It talks about her time off And uh, I just gotta say That uh, there were a lot of Folks out there who had made up Rumors and we know that they're now made up um, And they said A lot of things and I'll go on record I said some things about Sasha uh, That now knowing the full story I probably shouldn't have said so I apologize. Yeah, you you, you ought to apologize. You should. Did, go ahead. Apologize. I did, but you are chief among us. Um, but with that said, chief I, I th- but, I, but I feel like this. I really feel like it is important that in any walk of life, if you are involved in something and it's not working for you and you're losing who you are, step away, 
get whole, and then come back. Because now what she is doing is she's producing some great, great stuff. This battle with Becky, they had a top-of-the-line match that was really out, outstanding. The only inconsistency of that match was the fact that the bell never rung. And we found out the decision through the commentators. That's not how this is supposed to go. Somebody should have rang a bell and then announced a disqualification. It was just really inconsistent. Um, I would say a lot of the rest of the card was great. Uh, AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander in the pre-show is a travesty. That should have never happened in the pre-show. They should have been given their time. They are two amazing workers. And they had a great match. There are other things that should have been in the pre-show. Not that match. I agree with you. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode is the team that we didn't know we needed. But boy, are they good. And uh, I think it is exactly what the two of them need. They both were floundering on their own. They could come together and do something absolutely fantastic. And we can't say enough about the return of The Fiend. Matter of fact, we'll have that Fiend conversation in the next segment. Because I do want to pose the question, if we think The Fiend getting a title shot at Hell in a Cell is coming too soon. We'll talk about that in our next segment. We've got our Raw recap coming. Uh, Still to come, our SmackDown recap. And we're getting you ready for tonight's NXT premiere on the USA Network. But right now, speaking of NXT, one of their shining stars, it's Bianca Belair and her theme song, Watch Me Shine, from CFO. This is The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank! What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. You at all. 
against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. I never needed you at all. Watch me, watch me shine now. Watch me, watch me shine now. I never needed you at all. announcement ladies and gentlemen look everyone Belle and Ebenezer are in love no silly is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio courtesy of our new mobile app available for the iPod iPad and iPhone Come on, you can do find it. out the latest news check out our podcast or listen to us live listen. right now on your phone Why, yeah. download the app today via the iTunes app store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click Advertise. Or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. One, two, three. 
Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Bianca Belair's theme music, Watch Me Shine, CFO. GB, give us some more news. All right, and speaking of shining, there's going to be a lot of shining tonight as NXT makes its debut and premiere on the USA Network, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, two hours live. Oh, my God, from Full Sail. It is. It, it feels like a takeover. Um, it's pretty incredible what's happening. And so before we talk about what happens tonight, since I mentioned TakeOver, something very interesting is happening. As we know, they're in this time slot where in two weeks' time, the Wednesday Night Wars will begin. NXT versus AEW head-to-head. USA, TNT, 8 p.m. Eastern, two-hour shows should be absolutely amazing. But one of the major changes that's happening in 2020 starting with the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, is that NXT takeovers will no longer be attached to WWE pay-per-view weekends. If you remember, takeovers for the last couple of years have happened during, you know, whenever the major pay-per-views are happening, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, that will no longer happen. We will get word a little bit later on when those takeovers will take place, but it is certain they are being broken away from the WWE system and there's talk that they may even attempt to rival AEW pay-per-views. So with that said, NXT doing its own thing, takeover being separate, two hours tonight. Tell me what you think's gonna happen with NXT, not just tonight, but really going as a full-fledged third brand of WWE. Well, I think tonight's gonna be historic. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Clyde, go ahead. No, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He, he's right. I should go first, and, and you should wait. Um, I think that NXT made one fundamental flaw. GB, I agree with everything, plus the excitement that you have about NXT, except for this. I would not have premiered without AEW premiering alongside of me, and here is why. I'm going to hit them with my wow factor tonight. No matter what you do tonight, unfortunately, it will be forgotten the day AEW premieres. Not because they're better, but because it's new. And if you sh- if you could have premiered on the same night, you actually could have, in my opinion, ridden the wave that AEW is going to produce of excitement because somebody would have remembered what you did in a counterpunch to AEW. I think they're coming out two weeks too soon. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Courtney, what do you think? I'm gonna rock with Clack. They had a chance to really make history, so they're gonna make a they're gonna make a splash, but they're not gonna make history tonight. Because when they debut against AEW, it is all out war. I don't care what people say and uh, what the workers there say. It is all out war when they go against them. So tonight they're going to put on a great wrestling match. It's going to be takeover style. But what will leave us talking at the water cooler, as we used to say back in the day, tomorrow? Can you imagine had they debuted the same night as AEW? And there we are. We're stuck with our remotes in hand, hitting last, 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 going back and forth. They probably would have been doing rewrites in the moment because trust me at the AEW taping there will be a TV a TV with uh, 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 NXT on it and at NXT I don't care what they said somebody will be watching AEW quietly on their phone watching what's happening they have missed a moment though tonight is exciting them starting two weeks earlier they don't need these special services they have all the money and all the things that they need just <laughs> launch 
Now, see, he, herein is where I completely disagree with you both. First of all, for two guys who are supposed to be wrestling historians, I cannot believe that you do not remember, especially you, Courtney Beard, how WCW debuted Nitro. They debuted Nitro unopposed to Monday Night Raw. It was a Monday Night Labor Day, 1995, when there was no showing of Monday Night Raw because of the Westminster Dog Show. So here's the deal. The deal is, why do you put this show on? Why did Monday Night, why did Nitro launch against Raw unopposed? Because you give people an idea of what's going to happen and they're already gonna know, okay, wow, I gotta tune back in next week because it's gonna be amazing. When Lex Luger showed up on Nitro unannounced, the people were like, whoa, I got to tune in to see what happens next week. And they gave us Hogan versus Luger next week. I think what WWE, and, and there are two other factors, or there's one other big factor involved here. And that is this. NXT already has a core audience built in the WWE network. Them going to USA is ultimately them going mainstream. So there's another fan that they're going after, the fan who normally watched Raw and SmackDown to now attempt to watch NXT. And if you'll notice how they're promoting it, they're promoting it very interesting. They're saying, if you don't want any BS, which is exactly what they said, if you want strictly action, this is for you. They understand that there is a core group of folks who watch Raw and watch SmackDown who don't want the fluff. And so they need to get them into NXT early before they get to AEW. Now, will folks tune to AEW? Of course they will. Everybody's going to do it. But here's the thing. If what you're doing is, it, it, it reminds me, I hate to say it like this, but I'm going to say it like this. Here in Atlanta this weekend, um, Kanye West brought his Sunday services to a major church here, right? And so one of the big questions was, okay, do I leave where I am to go over to that, which I know is going to be amazing, or do I stay where I am and support where I already am and, I, and get what I already know? Well, of course, you get what you already know, and you make a decision to either find a way to watch or to watch later, etc., etc. I don't think we're going to have a scenario unlike or. I don't think we're going to have a scenario like we did in the Attitude Era where people were making choices. They were either Team WCW or Team WWE. I think you're going to have the wrestling. There are going to be some people who are going to do it, but by and large, it's going to be this cross-section where at the end of the day, ultimately, content will win. And here's the big question. This is what we got to think about. We talk about whether or not uh, NXT has missed a moment. Here's the thing. We already kind of know what AEW is going to premiere with. We know they're going to premiere with a six-man tag that involves Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against Chris Jericho and two two team members of his choosing. We know John Moxley's going to show up. We also know the controversial women's title match is going to be decided there between Rio and Nyla Rose. We don't yet know what's going to happen two weeks from now on NXT. So really, as strange as it may sound, there's actually more intrigue right now with NXT. And mind you, here's the other thing NXT did, which was kind of slick, is that remember, tonight and next week, only the first hour are on USA. So it's kind of giving you a sneak peek. But in two weeks, the full two-hour show is on USA. 
So I think they still have enough things to do. And here's the thing. There are going to be some wrestling fans who are not going to like AEW's presentation. Um, right. And so we, it's going to be interesting to watch. What I want to see are what the ratings are going to look like. Because I think we're about to see ratings the likes of which we have not seen for 20 years in pro wrestling. And that, my friend, is undisputed. So with that said, let's go ahead and get our Monday Night Raw recap courtesy of Courtney Corbin. Ha! Yeah, right. You mean Courtney, the champion, undefeated, never oh, shall be beaten. Lord. Live from Monday Night Raw was live for the Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's right. It is the house that Pet Summit built in her basketball legacy. Bray Wyatt confronted Universal Champion Seth Rollins from the Firefly Funhouse. Braun Strowman crashed Tag Team Champion Summit. The OC defeated Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders. Baron Corbin defeated Chad Gable to win the 2019 King of the Ring Tournament. Ricochet defeated Mike Kanellis. Rusev, the newly found Rusev with the mustache, I believe, defeated Mike Kanellis. Mayor Glenn Jacobs defeated R-Truth to become the 24-7 champion, but then R-Truth re- reclaimed the title later that day. Ray Mastrio defeated Cesaro. SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey and Sasha defeated WWE ta- Women's Tag Team Champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Lacey Evans defeated Dana Brooks and Universal Champion Seth Rollins defeated Raw Tag Team Champions Robert Roode via disqualification. And I even believe that we had a Kane sighting. Guys, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? Clack. Uh, Monday Night Raw was a huge hit for me. Um, I, I just let me just say this. I just love the theme. I, I just, I just love them. I know we're gonna touch that later, so I'm, I'm not gonna go too in depth with that. But I, I, let me just say, I just love that dude, uh, Braun Strowman. Man, he is like he used to be the monster among men. Now he's just I, I don't even know. He doesn't scare anyone. Well, you purred, not me. Oh uh, my! I, just something about him just isn't there anymore. They they really killed him, unfortunately. Uh, and other than that, Raw was a letdown. Other than that, Raw was a letdown. So I was okay. let down. I, here's my thought. My first of all, let me say this: um, I, there were some real highlights for me on Monday Night Raw. Like I can't believe no one mentioned the actual King of the Ring match. Now I am not. A Courtney Beard, I mean Baron Corbin fan. I am not a fan of his at all. But the match he had with Chad Gable was amazing. Those guys put on a clinic for the King of the Ring, which, I mean, you can't ask for any more than that. With two guys who aren't marquee names yet, they both really made an incredible stand. And I think it's one of the best matches we've seen on Monday Night Raw in a long, long time. Um, I I agree with you. The the mystique of the monster is dead. I mean, like, and it got stomped out. I mean, I think he should have won the Universal Championship, but to lose the way that he did, I mean, it's very clear that he's not going to ever be the Universal Champion. So we can just get that thought out I of our it. mind. He's a 2019 Big John Stud. Oh wow! You've never said that before. But that that is spot on, Courtney. Wow. That's why I'm a champion. Oh, no, that's not why you're the champion. (laughs) That's why you're a champion. But with that said, said, 
um, let's get to the fiend because I am with you. The fiend. All right, let's just ask the question. Do we think that the fiend is getting a universal championship match too soon, or is this just the right time? I'm scared. Okay. Because in previous history, when this has happened, old Vinnie Mac doesn't have any place for the person to go after this, but downhill. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they're losing to uh, Rich Homie Swan mm-hmm. on television, <laughs> and he ain't, he ain't even with him no more. Mm-hmm. So my fear, unless he's going to put the strap around the fiend, which I don't see that guy being a champion because Vince hardly ever puts championship belts because, you know, Vince loves his champion to be able to go to Wall Street and to be able to talk. I wish I could do a good impression, but he likes his champion to be able to go to Wall Street and all that stuff. The fiend ain't going to Wall Street. So I don't know. I, it just scares me. Clack. Uh, they're behind schedule. Uh, first of all, Bray Wyatt needed the strap a long time ago. He went away and became the Fiend. And as Freak. soon as the Fiend came back, he should have got a title shot immediately. The Freak. only thing that I could see them, uh, if they're smart, give the Fiend the strap, let him almost lose it to the Undertaker, and then let Undertaker lay his hands on him and anoint him for the scariest run WWE has ever seen. I mean, I want to see children lit on fire. I want to see the Fiend uh, living in a casket. I want to see ladies hanging from nooses. I want to see grown men with fingernails peeled off. The Fiend needs to scare the everything out of us. Everybody needs to be afraid of him. So let me let the me ask F-C-C you this. The find we're about to get is going to be insane. <laughs> We can all, hey guys, send your money to, at Cash App to the faction. We gonna need it after that. Let, let me ask you this: Who watched the very ending of Monday Night Raw when he came out and got Kane? Well, and after that, no. What happened? Clack, did you watch the very ending of Monday Night Raw? No, I missed it. Okay, so. After he got in the ring and whipped up on Kane, and then he, you know, got in the face of of the champion, they they put the the sign up for Raw, and then at the end, the family or the uh, the Firefly Funhouse comes across, but it, it it gets blurry, it gets distorted, the sound gets distorted. It does this for about two solid minutes. And it is the freakiest thing I have I ever it. seen. I legit. Really? Oh my god! Oh my god! And 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 the, to me, the small details that they are paying attention to with this are absolutely brilliant. Go back to the very start of Monday Night Raw after uh, Bray does his family funhouse conference or the, the Firefly funhouse conversation. And then they're starting to promote what's left on Monday Night Raw. You'll notice that all the graphics are upside down. And the yeah, graphics, I saw that. they were upside down. And finally, Renee is like, wait a minute. Have the graphics been upside down like this the whole time? And then they go right side up. This is brilliant. So, so what is I happening. read, 
I read that so so I read that that Vince Triple H and Dunn were not at uh, Raw, Correct. and that Heyman ran it by himself. And I read that that was a, a a mess up. But now you're saying no, it was a thing. I think it was a thing. I think wow. it was a thing. And then you add to that the fact that Vince McMahon was not at Raw or SmackDown this week. Right. Bischoff. Uh, wait, wait. He's still with us, isn't he? He is still with us. Bischoff, oh, okay. Heyman, oh and God. a couple of others ran SmackDown. And we'll get into SmackDown in a second. But I want to answer my my portion of the question. Is The Fiend getting this title run too soon? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's too soon. What I do know is it is ideal. And there are a couple of things that are ideal about this. First of all, The Fiend, and, and think they have done what we asked them to do. We said The Fiend does not need to be wrestling in a ring every week, and he is not. He's only had one match. Brilliant. Yet his presence has been felt. He's shown up strategically, right? He's not been wasted on people. And this this moment of him moving directly to the front of the line and getting a title shot at hell in a cell is brilliant on all sorts of levels. Now, let me just say this. I believe Seth Rollins is going to lose the Universal Championship. I probably shouldn't say this because whoever's going to challenge you will probably take what I have to say uh, and run with it. But it's fine. Whatever. I I get to do this. He's going to lose the Universal Championship to The Fiend. And let me explain to you why. Number one, SmackDown debuts on Fox two days before Hell in a Cell, two days after AEW. Hell in a Cell happens two days after the Fox premiere, four days after AEW. The main focus for WWE is now going to shift to SmackDown. If you don't believe me, look at the fact that Brock Lesnar on the debut of Friday Night SmackDown on Fox is wrestling for the WWE Championship. It is the first time in 15 years that Brock Lesnar has wrestled on broadcast television. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. Wow, wow, wow. Think about the fact that the next week, October the 11th, the WWE draft is going to start on SmackDown and then end on Raw. That's never happened before. It's always started on Raw and ended on SmackDown. It's starting on SmackDown. SmackDown is going to be the A show, which means he gets to play all sorts of games with Monday Night Raw. You don't have to worry about your champion going to visit. Because here's the thing. At this point, it's not as they've established faces of the company. Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston. You've got your people who are going to go out and do the Charlotte, Becky Lynch. That's all covered. That's all cared for. You can now allow the WWE to be the WWE. And it has been many years since there's been a scary, freaky character who has worn us out. I'm telling you. The Fiend is about to, and, and, and we're getting into Halloween, and we're getting into the end of the oh, year. Oh, yeah, that's the real. Yeah. Fiend oh, is about Halloween Havoc. Listen, and let me just say this. AEW doesn't have anything to counteract The Fiend. 
There is nothing mm. on Man. AEW programming that you you can you can have all of your young bucks who I love. There is nobody. The scariest thing they have potentially is Darby Allen, who again is an acrobat. Okay, he's just scary in the face. He's not scary. They don't have that element on AEW. They're probably not going to have that element. And I almost feel like, and I love AEW, but I almost feel like if they try it, it's going to feel like the Dungeon of Doom. They can't <laughs> confront WWE on that. They can't counteract it. They can't counterprogram it. So the theme, it, it, all I see is the earthquake coming out there and, and Kevin Sullivan. Uh-huh. It would just be horrible, right? So here's the deal. WWE has every reason to put the rocket ship on The Fiend because The Fiend is the reason that many people are tuning into Monday Night Raw. And he'll be exclusive to Monday Night Raw. That's the only place they're going to be able to catch him. Man, listen. WWE has all the reasons in the world to strap the rocket ship on The Fiend and let him carry this. He can carry it to Mania. But here's what I know. He cannot afford to have a short title reign. He cannot afford to get a random defeat. He cannot afford for any of that because that's going to ruin his mystique. And right now, he needs to collect as many trophies as he possibly can. And Seth Rollins needs to be added to his wall, as does the Universal Championship. Do you realize the dark days ahead with The Fiend? I, I, it's one of the most brilliant things WWE has ever come up with. And uh, I think it's amazing. Absolutely. And GB, if they play their cards right, they can reintroduce us to the Hulk Hogan type superhero. I'm telling you, you the smells of rich nostalgia. Who do you think that would be? I don't know because I don't see anybody with that type of weight on them other than Roman or give us John Cena again. And Cena's too busy hosting. Uh, you're smarter than a fifth grader. So, then give us Roman and make him a superhero. Make him, make kids love him. Make, give him morals and let him fight the darkness. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't even know who else it, it could potentially be, or maybe it's somebody we're not even thinking of. Merch would go through the roof. Oh, sure it would. Sure it would. Yeah, I, I would even say change his colors. Get him out of all black. Different yeah. Color. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if 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 his body holds up, it would be amazing. Yeah. But I think among amongst all of it, Taker has to fall to the fiend. I think this yeah. is what I think should happen. I think you ride this wave through Mania, and the fiend is the fiend goes through Seth Rollins. The fiend goes through Roman Reigns. The fiend goes through everybody you throw at him. The Undertaker being the last great hope. And The Undertaker falls to him at WrestleMania. Undertaker's already hinted at passing the torch at Madison Square Garden last week. Now, he has the person to pass the torch to. And good Lord, the reign of... But it's got to be buried alive or a casket match. Oh, yeah. It has to be something with with finality. Matter of fact, matter of fact, it should should be... God... I want to call it like a House of Horrors match, but not with the stupid production that they had before. Like it has to be a completely a, they I mean, should some wild they should put three cages on top of each other. 
Oh, that, that's let very dumb. Oh, God. No, no, because Undertaker can't fall through that. No. Like, he will die. We can't have that. <laughs> he we, we, we cannot witness a death at <laughs> WrestleMania. That won't work. Death of a career, yes, but not an actual death. So they can bring back Slick to do the eulogy. Oh God! Do you remember when I think was it was it so Survivor Series '92 when Slick preached at the opening of it? And I was I like, remember I, that. I can't believe they're letting him do this. I was I, like, oh my! I, I, I feel like I've always felt like Vince lost a poker match the night before, and Slick was like, well, I can do what I want to do. What I want to preach God word, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> offense. I mean this in the in the best way. Is Slick from Memphis? No, he's from Chicago. Okay, thank you, Lord. He's from yes! Chicago. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to take a break. Yes. When we come back, we're going to get into SmackDown. Um, we're going to talk about the rise of Eric Rowan, the return of Brock Lesnar. SmackDown on Fox. With a beard. With a beard. Yo, we got a lot to talk about. And uh, we have a question from one of our faction faithful about Hell in a Cell. We'll talk about all that when we come back. But speaking of The Fiend, here's his theme song. The theme song for the next Universal Champion. It's called Let Me In, and it's coming from Code Orange. This is the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me, CTP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three times, three times, three times world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to the faction on Bonnerfied Radio, and that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, it's a good thing.
Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonnerfied Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonnerfied Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction, Bonafide Radio. Let me in, Fiend, GB, give us that again, what you gave us in the break. So during the break, we just were continuing our conversation about this whole AEW, WWE, NXT situation. And uh, I know before we went to the break, we were talking about the Fiend. Would he actually get to win the strap? And a lot of people are concerned that he isn't. But like I said before we went to break, NX, excuse me, AEW doesn't have anything to counteract The Fiend. And one of the things I was saying during the break was this. You know, it, it reminds what AEW is doing. And let me just say, you guys know, I am pulling for AEW. I want AEW to succeed. The threat of AEW alone has made WWE much better. So I love it. But with that said, AEW reminds me of when I was working in corporate America. And I had a team, and uh, we were we had an opening on our team, and it was an opening because we had somebody on our team who was deficient in a certain area. And so I made the mistake of hiring to fill that particular deficiency, which is what a lot of people do. But the problem in hiring for a specific deficiency is you could get a person who's good in one area, but they're really, really bad in others. And so what I think AEW has done is they have tried to build a company based on a WWE deficiency. The deficiency being there's not enough action and too much entertainment. So they've gone 100% full board athleticism, which I think there is something to be said for great athleticism. Wrestling is a contact sport. Wrestling is a believable sport. But here's the problem. The problem is if you're going to build this strictly off of what you are telling us is an athletic competition. It's an athletic competition where you're counting wins 
and losses, you run into a problem of believability when you have, and I know some people aren't going to like it, but it, it is what it is. When you have a transgender woman fighting for your women's championship, how then does this become a fair and equitable competition? And with that said, because they have programmed it that way and they have forgotten the other elements of entertainment that can be involved in this presentation, I think it's going to be something that they're they're not ready to program against. So do I believe more in The Fiend than I do a transgender wrestler who more than likely is going to win the championship because it's a great headline? Who, by the way outweighs their opponent by double is taller is more muscular huh so I, I just I just think that WWE and let me also say this Ooh, I don't even know how I got on this WWE has three chances to be AEW in a given week three chances people are just counting the Wednesday Wars no, 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 no. Because everybody in WWE just won. Here's why. Because the show that got the most money isn't even competing against AEW. SmackDown got that Fox billion dollar money. Then USA has given tons of millions of dollars. And it's opened the door for NXT, their best athletic product. To get on the USA Network. So WWE was smart. They took their most athletic product. To put against what AEW is offering. And there's still the entertainment value. Plus the athleticism. On the Raw and SmackDown side. I'm not dogging AEW. I'm just saying. AEW has got to pay attention to this. Because they don't have anything to counteract The Fiend. They don't have anything to counteract a Brock Lesnar. They don't have anything to counteract. Really, even what's happening on NXT? Because these NXT guys tonight, they are coming with fire. They are coming with fire. And I'm going to tell you now, they're already used to doing TV. They're already used to traveling. They don't have to travel every week. They're right there doing their show in full sale. The AEW guys have to travel to a different city every single week. Trust me when I tell you, that's going to wear on AEW. I'm going to watch it, but I'm telling you, WWE is not coming to play games. They are coming for war, and it's going to be war. Am I wrong? I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know how y'all got here. What happened during the break? <laughs> well, here, here's what I would like to say, Courtney. Uh, GB, I'm telling you, man, the dude is brilliant. GB began to lay out the necessity for a Bray Wyatt-type character. And what he did was he began to platform the backstory personification, uh, i.e. storyline. And GB started to present that the power of a storyline is going to overcome backflips, ladders, athletic prowess, in the professional world of sports entertainment. What I did was, is I started to fuel GB's thought process to make him say out loud, oh, he misses the attitude error. No, 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 That's no. That's all, no, 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 
That's what his 20-minute argument, Courtney, if you listen closely. He said, you guys are more athletic. You guys are better wrestlers. But the reason why you can't touch the WWE is because they have a storyline, a less athletic wrestler, a storyline in the fiend that brings them to a place that you all can't touch. GB, here's the question. Thank you so much. But here's the thing, for though. Proving my point. Well, wait, wait, wait. We won't know if your point is proven until they actually pull the trigger. Because what you and I both know. No, no, no. My point is between you and me oh. that you do secretly believe in the power of a storyline. Well, let me just say this. And that you miss the attitude if, error. No, 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 no. Let me just say this. If there were no such thing as a storyline having power, then there would be no ESPN. Fox Sports would be out of a job. Uh, all the other CBS Sports would be all. All the sports channels would be out of a job because all the sports channels do from week to week and day to day is talk about storylines in baseball, in basketball, in football. You name the sport. That's what they talk about. That's what they talk about. It's this. I agree. We, we, Antonio Brown. He, we're not mm-hmm. talking about him because he's he's playing That's great it. on the court. You know what I'm saying? He's not. Come on, tell us some more. I'm just, I'm just saying that this is, this is so. And you're saying correctly. And and so what I'm saying is there, there now, now, this is where things are going to get interesting with AEW because they have been trying to give us some degree of a story, but they've had a very short time to do it. Can they tell us stories that will make us interested on television in these two hours? That's what's going to be interesting because I will say this. I've watched several AEW pay-per-views. And first things first, they're all about four hours. So they're all about New Japan length, which be that as it may, it is what it is. But the flip side to it is, how good of a story are you telling us? The matches we loved the most and that we were the most interested in in AEW were the ones that had something connected to it, like Dustin versus Cody, like this Hangman Page versus Jericho. Uh, the the Young Bucks and the, the Lucha Brothers. There needs to be a story, which is why I say that Nyla Rose is more than likely going to become the women's champion because the story there is the, her being the first transgender world champion. I mean, it's going to build on story. And, and that's not just a wrestling thing. That's a sports thing. And so whenever people, you know, talk about wrestling, call it sports entertainment, I say every sport is sports entertainment because the truth of it is, you know, you could shoot three-pointers, you could shoot dunks. The, the point is just trying to shoot regular shots in the free throw line isn't all that entertaining. It's the three-point jumper. It's the half-court shot. It's the amazing dunk that makes basketball fun. It's entertainment. I totally agree. The power of a storyline, huh? I, 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 totally I agree with you. I you, you get no argument totally from agree. me on that. So that's awesome. With that said, Thank SmackDown, you. SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown Live took place last night from right here in the ATL at the State Farm Arena, and uh, it got interesting very, very quickly. Kicked off with a six-man tag as the New Day defeated Randy Orton and the Revival, but then the music hit, and all of a sudden a beast emerged. To challenge Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship, not at Hell in a Cell, but on the premiere of SmackDown Live on October the 4th. Excuse me, Friday Night SmackDown on October the 4th on Fox TV. Eric Rowan was involved in a very chilling interview where I thought he was going to beat up Michael Cole, but Michael Cole was spared. Shinsuke Nakamura and and, uh, Sami Zayn 
set up Ali with a sneak attack. Then Kevin Owens laid a $25 million lawsuit on to Shane McMahon. Boy, that's interesting. Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks renewed their rivalry. The match ended in disqualification. Uh, Baron Corbin, a.k.a. Courtney Beard, was uh, being crowned king of the ring, and that got ruined by Chad Gable. Uh, Heavy Machinery defeated the team. Um, And then Eric Rowan, well, Daniel Bryan came out looking for uh, words with Eric Rowan. He got Eric Rowan and, and Luke Harper. Roman Reigns came out. But then there was just a bludgeoning. Eric Rowan and Luke Harper just laid waste to everything and everybody. What did you guys think of SmackDown Live? It felt great. Yeah. It felt really good. Yes. Brock Lesnar's there with the beard. He looks strong as ever. Kofi Kingston, who gave a terrible promo, said, I, I don't know what Kofi's doing with this low-talking thing. Um, that, <laughs> and has, Kofi, has Kofi done any chest workouts since he won championship? <laughs> it felt like he had a few more muscles at WrestleMania. Well, I, and so, I, 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 my only thing to say to that is, what do you say when you've been encountered by a beast and you know you're about to get hammered? Like, man, you can't say you, you, you can't to, say no. You try to flex a little bit, but when you try to flex, the things said, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then, so so that happened. I love Rowan and Harper mm-hmm. being together. Mm-hmm. I, I just love them in a stable. I think Daniel Bryan, this is all Fugazi. It's fake. They're going to turn on Roman Reigns and find out Daniel's been leading this whole life fest the whole time. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, let me see. What 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 else? Uh, the New Day looked good. Revival looked good with the gold around them. I mean, I just think it was a solid. It, it was really good to see Paul Heyman on uh, – on SmackDown, and there's something. There's a new wrinkle in this thing. Paul Heyman is has this year been more afraid of Brock, as if he doesn't know what Brock's gonna do now. And you know, Brock has been more handsy with Paul. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if one day we'll see Paul turn on Brock and take on somebody else. Anything's possible these days. Anything. Clack, what do you think of SmackDown? It was incredible. Uh, I loved watching Shane walk in his dad's footsteps, mm-hmm. uh, fight with the talent. I'm very proud of you, Shane. I mean, that's always going to be money from now until Jesus comes back. <laughs> uh, I thought Charlotte uh, was sensational. and uh, but, but really what we cannot overlook is Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Guys, how good did it feel to see Brock on SmackDown? You know what it told me? Oh, really good. I-, I hate to say this, but what it told me was SmackDown is officially the A show. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'm with you. Let, let me let me, yeah, let me let me give you some other information that would help with that. So they are really pulling out the big guns for this debut show on October the fourth. Um, it's gonna happen at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, which is a huge venue. Um, it is the twentieth anniversary of SmackDown. Um, and then listen to the Hall of Famers that are already lined up to be at the show. Lita, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Mick Foley, Hulk Hogan, Trish Stratus, Goldberg, Jerry Lawler, Mark Henry, Ric Flair, oh, and Sting. They're all going to be at SmackDown, which, by the way, let's not it's not lost on me. That Wait, did you say Sting? I said Sting. This is going to be big, guys. This is going to be very big. It's going to be major. It's going to be major. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be very, very big. 
And and let's not forget this. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but it feels like a home team win every time I turn on the NFL on Sundays and a WWE mention happens. In fact, yeah, that's real. the news of the draft broke during the Dallas Cowboys-Washington Redskins game on Sunday yeah. on Fox. Like, th- th- yeah. this yeah. is being handled. And this is what I'm saying. We, to me, Vince McMahon, and we've had a lot to say about him over the years, but this business move with Fox is the biggest thing I'm going to say we've ever seen in pro wrestling. Yeah, we, yeah, we've yeah. Met, we, we, There's always been a fight for the legitimacy of pro wrestling amongst sports. Always been a fight. And so even when, and I say we, because I just count us as part of it, even when we were mentioned on ESPN, you know, at any given time, people were like, why is ESPN covering wrestling? But when Fox starts covering it like this, the NFL guys, the NASCAR, there's a commercial with a NASCAR guy talking about uh, SmackDown moving to Fox. We've never seen this before. So to me, it is an amazing moment for pro wrestling. And again, I say, uh, WWE, it's almost unfair playing with WWE right now. Because where, where 20 years ago they were seemingly the underdog because of the money that um, you know Turner had, this time, I mean, for thank you, Tony Khan, for the $100 million that AEW has. We're talking a mm-hmm. billion dollars from Fox. You know? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And TNT, to their credit, they're doing a great job of promoting AEW. A great job. But TNT ain't Fox. Fox is one of the major four Ooh. networks, right? And Fox I, got that money. And, and, and I know people are going to listen, and they're saying, Gerard, you're awfully pro-WWE today. Listen, I'm pro-pro wrestling, all right? I've always been yeah. pro-pro wrestling. Um, but facts are facts. And what's happening now yeah. is earlier this year, we were all nervous about what this would mean because WWE's content wasn't really something that we would write home about. But they have strategically over the year really done some work. WrestleMania with the first women's main event, with Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship, with the introduction of The Fiend. There have been a number of things that have happened over this year that have got the the rise of Becky Lynch and the fact that Becky Lynch has been able to stay relevant. Uh, Lately, thank you, Sasha Banks. Um, Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Bailey. We've got something that's making us forget right now about Ronda Rousey because we needed her for a few months. WWE has got momentum, the likes of which we haven't seen in a long time, and it's it's peaking at the right time. It feels right. It does. It's all going to be well. It does. So let me ask this question. Is this a good time for wrestling? It is. It's an amazing time for wrestling. Let me ask this question that came from uh, Josh Spiel, who, by the way, Wants to challenge you, Courtney, for the faction championship. I should just put that out there. Oh, he, he wanted to challenge last time. He wants to challenge you. No, he wants to challenge. He wants to challenge me. He wants to challenge you at Hell in a Cell. He he he. Oh, he must be crazy. <laughs> he said he wants to challenge you. Well, um, I, I mean, Josh, should, should 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 I afford you the opportunity to choose your picks on Monday? I mean, what do you what do you think this is? What do you think this is? I mean, I, 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 I'm all for the kicks and I'm all for for the fun and games. But, son, I do this. 
<gasps> have you not seen Brandon Clack get destroyed in this? Have you not seen Gerard Barner get oh, destroyed? Have you not seen goes. Prince Three Duke get de- get 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 uh get get destroyed? I don't know what you think this is. I mean, unless you have garnered some new prophetic wisdom, I don't know, son. Ooh. Just sit back and watch the show. <laughs> I want to see Josh Field come on the air and debate you. I, I think That's we're going to have want. to invite him on. And 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 Clack, I have to say this too because I've been seeing this in the chat room for the last couple of weeks. He's been waiting on you too, Clack. He, he, no, Clack, no, Josh, Josh got out of line one time. He's all right now. (laughs) No, he said, but he said he got to defend his honor against you. He's been saying he's been waiting for you, Clack. After you laid him out, he's 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 been waiting for you. And so he's as a quote unquote, Josh Bill called you a sucker MC. So l- let me get to Josh's question before we get to his challenge. Josh asked, he asked, you know, since we one of the things that we do know is that at Hell in a Cell, we'll see our second women's Hell in a Cell match between Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. He asked, do we think that it will top the match that Charlotte and Becky had in Hell in a Cell? No, 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 be, 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 because Becky is not Charlotte still in the ring. No, Becky's really good. She's still not Charlotte. And there, there, there's a chemistry that Sasha and Charlotte have, as I've called it, very Flair and Steamboat-esque, that I still don't see with Becky and Sasha. I see two two people looking to tell a really good story, but they just don't have that thing. That thing was there with Charlotte and Sasha. As a matter of fact, I saw that thing again this this past week on, uh, was it Raw? Or Raw SmackDown when they fought. They SmackDown when they fought. They sm- fought on SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw it again. I said, God, it's just effortless. It never goes away. Mm. Mm. Clack, what do you think? Do you think uh, Becky and Sasha at Hell in a Cell will be better uh, or on par with Charlotte and, and Sasha? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, Becky is the female Stone Cold, so... Clack hates women's wrestling. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. Clack hates women's wrestling. He said the women's wrestling is like I'm not the one trying to put demands on their weight. Okay. I don't put demands on their weight like you do. I think that a woman has the the right to choose whatever size she'd like to be. And I would Uh, never say. Well, she don't. She better gain weight. She she gets thrown around like a rag doll. Sasha, listen to me. Go to the sizzler immediately. Stay there. Are there, now, are there any Sizzlers even still open? I actually saw a Sizzler in a Rancho Cucamonga. Wow. I've never been to a Sizzler. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so I was actually shocked when I saw it. But let me tell you guys this. Do y'all, I don't even think that this, this cage match will be better than King of the Road cage match. So that's how I feel. What was King of the Road cage match? Dustin Rhodes fighting in the cage while driving oh, down the street wow. again. Really? Black. Wow. Uh, speaking of Dustin Rhodes, I watched Dustin Rhodes on photo shoot, WWE Network. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, Courtney Beard, Gerard Bonner, stop speaking on my behalf. I'm not ashamed of the Gold Dust character. And neither was my dad. Well, Go back and watch it. I never said he was ashamed of the Gold Dust character. I never said All that. All you two were saying that that's why he left WWE no. because Cody was ashamed that they were all ashamed of the Gold I Dust character was beneath them. I never said that. I 
I never I'm said so that. sick of you guys saying stuff that you said never, that I said I that never, I never said. I never said that. Now, you Courtney, gotta sit you, up on this show and you lie so much about stuff oh that I said. God, Courtney. Courtney, the thing is, I can go back and pull what you said, so that's for sure. Hello. So from where? So, oh my God, I have the archives. So, all right. So, let's get back before we go. Josh Spiel. This is the most vocal I've seen him uh, relative to challenging uh, you, Courtney, for the championship. And again, he's he's wanted to have words with you, Clack, as well. So. Uh, what what do we do about this? Would you accept the challenge from 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 Josh Spiel for Hell in a Cell? There are other challengers, by the way. Who me? Yeah, you. Man, him and Prince Three Q need to battle it out tonight for who's going to win in NXT, and then come see me. I'm a bona fide champion. I'm literally a bona fide champion. Why would you even try to me? Wow. This is interesting. Well, I'm I'm intrigued to see Even the raggedy voice in my throat hurting. I'm still better than everybody else who listens to our show, and I'm so sick of people just because they're a fan thinking they can come on the show just because you have Twitter fingers. You think you can do this? Has Prince Three Q not taught you anything when he comes out here with all that slow singing and flower bringing? He is not built for this. <laughs> I, I I there is another at least one more challenger that I may. I may uh, bring up, but but you've been talking about Josh so much that I, I don't I don't know I I have to make a decision very soon. Um, who, who who's who's the other person? R- y'all are so helping on dethroning me that y'all are now throwing me uh, these amateur uh, talkers. Bring me Skip Bayless. Bring me Shannon Sharp. Bring me uh, 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 Stephen A. Smith. Max, somebody on my par. Wow. Well. All right, I, I, Josh, I, I'm waiting to hear what you'd have to say after all of this if you are up for a challenge. I, I have an interesting idea, actually, that has just come to mind. Josh, and uh, please, we'll retreat. Retreat. <laughs> retreat. Just keep listening to the show because this squared circle is not something that you want to step into, Josh. I don't even have You better be glad, Josh, I don't have my full voice today. Wow. If I had my full voice today, I'd make you famous. Oh, boy. Well, so we will be waiting for uh, Josh and uh, to see what he has to say. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll even get Josh on the show to to speak out against uh, Courtney because, you know, prediction time is coming. So uh, let's. What about Clack? I thought he wanted some of Clack. He did want some of Clack, too. And so who knows? Maybe we'll give him an opportunity to do both. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But we're going to wrap up. What a fun show we've had today here. I hope you guys have totally enjoyed it. Uh, here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. At C Major Beard on Instagram and Twitter. Courtney Beard on Facebook. Let's talk. Clack. <laughs> Nobody's going to talk to you, Courtney. Brandon J. Clack on everything. Oh, free. They're offended with you. Oh, you call offended. them stupid. Who have I offended? What did I say that's offensive? <laughs> they want Courtney, when I tell you there is a line that is formed, I mean, it is not Josh Spiel. I'm telling you, there are others. There are others who are waiting in the wings, as they have said, for their name to be called to get the opportunity to battle I don't understand what you. I have done to people and what they think I say about them to make them want to come at me on the show. <laughs> Courtney, did you ever apologize to the – to the uh, man, I can't even think of that show's name. Uh, and I'm not being petty. The uh, remix? To the remix guys. Did you ever apologize to them or are they – do you still have beef with them? For what? 
But they know their show sucks. Oh my Ooh. God. I'm, not, I'm so not doing this with you. So here's the deal. Why do you think GB started a second you, show? You guys. Because he got tired of dealing with them. Lord, you, he you said, guys can A squad you can, with these jokers over oh here. God. And then they try to talk about we got 500 oh episodes in. God. Well, guess what, fam? We still here. And we still number one on bottom five oh radio. Still way on the third just because Wednesdays is where the big boys play. Oh, Lord. You can reach me at Bonnerfide. Make sure you're following us also at The Faction Show. We've been doing some cool things on our Instagram story. And uh, I hope you guys will stay connected. That's how you guys first found out. About and follow this. the remix on their Instagram as well. <laughs> Wait. Oh Wait. God. What is happening here? We're going to get out of here. I don't understand what's happening right now. But uh, make sure you're following us. All kinds of developments are going to happen, including maybe even the announcement of uh, the next challenger for Courtney and the Faction Championship. But make sure whatever you do tonight, check out NXT on USA, the premiere, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on USA. And then remember, the second hour will be on the WWE Network for the next two weeks. Until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB. We are the Faction. 